The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Happy Tuesday, good news day to you. It's a good day to answer the call. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Tuesday, August 16th, 2022, Tuesday of the 20th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Stephen of Hungary. He was born in 975, a pagan, baptized around the age of 10, together with his father, Chief of the Magyars. That was a group who migrated to the Danube area around the 9th century. At 20, Stephen married Gisela, sister to the future emperor, St. Henry. When he succeeded, his father Stephen adopted a policy of Christianization of the country for both political and religious reasons. He asked the Pope to provide for the church's organization in Hungary and also requested that the Pope confer the title of king upon him. Stephen established a system of tithes to support churches and pastors and to relieve the poor. He abolished pagan customs, and he was easily accessible to all, especially the poor. St. Stephen of Hungary died in 1038. St. Stephen, pray for us. And let's begin this hour of the Relevant Radio Pledge Drive with the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come. Before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. Along with Pope Francis, we pray for small and medium-sized businesses. In the midst of economic and social crisis, may they find ways to continue operating and serving their communities. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins, in grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and Angel, intercede for me. In the Old Testament, there wasn't really a clear sense of the afterlife, or at least that only comes in towards the end of the Old Testament in some of the books of more Greek influence, like the Book of Wisdom, which was originally written in Greek, and does have some sense of punishment or reward in the life beyond. The virtuous are rewarded, the evil are punished. But in the other books of the Old Testament, the ones of more Hebrew inspiration, the ancient Jews didn't really have a clear sense of life beyond death. They would sometimes speak of Sheol or Hades, a sort of unpleasant sleep, a form of, some form of continuity after death, but not really. It was neither reward nor punishment. Everyone went to it, and it was just, as I said, a sort of 
unpleasant sleep after death. And what they did understand, however, and this is how God adapted himself to human weakness, they did understand that God blessed the virtuous in this life. That was their understanding. And so you see the life of people like Abraham, holy people who are blessed with cattle and all sorts of forms of wealth on earth. There's a story of Job. Uh, It's a story, but it concludes with Job being rewarded double everything he'd had before. He'd been faithful to God in the trial. He'd lost everything to begin with, all his possessions, all his sheep and cattle and his children. And But then because he's faithful to the Lord, he's rewarded later by getting all that back in double. So it's a sign of reward. His benefits on earth are a sign of his righteousness. Well, that can help us to understand a bit better today's gospel and the shock that the disciples hear when Jesus says that it will be hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And we can imagine the disciples thinking, but I thought precisely the wealth of the rich is a sign of their righteousness. Because they're righteous, God has blessed them with wealth like he blessed Abraham, like he blessed Job. And yet our Lord here seems to be going against this idea and shocking and scandalise them. He insists, yes I tell you again, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And precisely we read, when when the disciples heard this, they were astonished. Who then can be saved, they said. They they just don't get it. How on earth, if the rich don't get to heaven, the ones who are blessed by God, what about the rest of us? If they don't get to heaven, no one will. And then we're told, Lord, that you gazed at them. You looked at them calmly, deeply, intently. For men, he told them, this is impossible. For God, everything is possible. Here, Jesus, you're telling them straight away that salvation doesn't depend on our deeds. It depends on your grace. Of ourselves, we'd never be saved. We can't make ourselves get to heaven. Heaven is not like taking some sort of spiritual running jump. We can't present to the Lord our good deeds. I've done this and I've done that. That's what the parable of the the tax collector and the the Pharisee going to the temple is all about. The the Pharisee tries to present to the Lord all his good deeds. Haven't I been good? I fast, I give tithes. Whereas the tax collector, who was probably a little bit of a crook, at least recognises he's a crook and doesn't dare to raise his head to heaven and just says, Lord, have mercy in me, a sinner. But at least he understood that we can't save ourselves. Jesus, help us to understand that. You save us. You are our saviour. I can't save myself. And so Peter, a bit surprised, as always, Peter, the first one to speak up, he asked, what about us? He said, we have left everything and follow you. What are we to have then? Peter makes out a good question. What does it, what does it matter then? If, if we can't save ourselves, why don't we just sit back and do nothing? Be passive. No, Lord, you bless us. You bless us for following you. And there, in your answer, we see how generously you reward. I tell you solemnly, when all is made new and the Son of Man sits on his throne of glory, you yourselves will sit on twelve thrones to judge the twelve tribes of Israel. In other words, you'll be incredibly rewarded. You've left everything for me. And I will give you, I will reward you, tell us Jesus, beyond your expectations. These poor Galilean fishermen never imagined that they were going to judge the twelve tribes of Israel. And precisely then you continue, Jesus, and everyone who has left houses, brothers, sisters, father, mother, children or land for the sake of my name will be be repaid a hundred times over and also inherit eternal life. 
Jesus, how generously you reward. God, how greatly you reward. Whatever we give you, you give us far more in return. Everyone who has left houses, brothers, sisters, whatever. But that's what you expect us to leave, Jesus. Somehow we have to leave that behind. And actually we know that to make any proper life, we have to leave things behind. A couple who get married, yes, it's great that they still love their parents and they're in touch with them, but if either of them is too attached to their parents and doesn't let go, the marriage is not going to work. There's all, things, all sorts of things we need to let go. And then our Lord concludes, many who are first will be last and the last first. Here you're telling us, Jesus, that we can't judge according to human standards. As I said, in those days they thought the rich were blessed. In fact, Jesus is telling us that it will be very difficult for the rich to get to heaven. You're completely inverting the standards. Many who are first will be last and the last first. So let's not judge. Let's understand, Lord, that your ways are different from ours. And what you seek is humility of heart. And you love poverty. And you're telling us through this gospel the value of poverty. Of course, you wanted to be poor. You were born poor. Somebody who went, somebody whom I know went to teach in a poor country just for a number of months. And she wrote to me her experience. It's very, very powerful. She said this. I arrived in the place, I won't say where it is, but I arrived in such and such place only last Wednesday. And I feel that my life is already changed a lot. Here everything is the fruit of a big effort. At school we don't have anything. We make photocopies only if we have enough petrol to start the generator. Last Friday I went to a village not far from here where the children were practically naked. They were staring at me because I'm white and at my feet. It was the first time they had seen a proper pair of shoes. I stayed there for two days in a small house, just one room, with no water, no electricity and of course no toilets. I cried a lot and I felt miserable for missing my daughter who indeed has got everything when children like these have nothing. I played with them, I cuddled them and I thought if you love someone like me, my daughter, I can express that feeling not just to her but to every child who is on my path. And she continues... Today, in my year four group where I teach maths, the children told me at the end of the lesson that they wanted to share a secret with me. One girl opened the old scruffy cupboard we have in the classroom and she took out, in front of the rest of the children, totally in silence, a biscuit box with inside another box and another box. And she took out four little pieces of coloured chalks. She said... We're saving these coloured chalks for the big occasions. But now that you are our teacher, you can have them whenever you want. Needless to say, I was speechless and moved in observing her delicate movements in replacing those fragments back. Another girl cried out, Don't worry, don't worry miss. Although we know where they are, no one would touch them because we love Jesus. Dear Father, I'm not teaching them. They are teaching me. Lord God, I pray that I may learn these lessons of poverty. I may learn the lessons of goodness, humility. And that I may learn to love you in want. To learn that actually the less I have, the more I will rely on you. Poverty teaches us to know, to place our hearts in God. To trust in God, not on material possessions. That's the problem of our Western wealth that we rely on things, we rely on possessions, and we're so foolish. Lord God, help us to rely on you, and not to rely on possessions. Give us that simplicity of these children, that they, and also their generosity. They were ready to do without. They had 
very few possessions. They had few possessions of worth. Four pieces of coloured chalk. Little pieces. And they were ready to give them to this teacher. And they, they also trusted each other. Although everyone knew where they were, they didn't touch because we love Jesus. It was their faith in Christ that inspired in them both poverty and generosity. And often it's our own attachment to material goods which inspire in us both a lack of faith and a lack of poverty. A greed. Holy Mother, you were the poorest of all. You had nothing, but you had everything because you had Jesus Christ. You didn't place your heart on material possessions. You placed your heart on the, on the unique treasure, the only treasure that's really worth having, Jesus Christ, our Lord and God, God and man. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 13 minutes past the hour. We'll begin praying the hours next on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Thanks for joining us for Daybreak this morning. Back with more in just a moment. Glenn sitting in with Paul to give you an opportunity right now to answer the call. It's our summer pledge drive here at Relevant Radio inviting you to answer that call with a pledge in any amount. You can pledge online at RelevantRadio.com on the mobile app or the phone, 877-291-0123 and help Relevant Radio to keep going strong on this station and so many more across the country and around the world online. Our need by the end of the week, $3 million. Can you step up and answer the call right now? Sometimes it feels like it's a battle that we're in. We're not seeking battle, but we need to stay strong in our faith to be able to defend our faith, and Relevant Radio can be here to encourage you in your faith and give you the tools you need to wade into intelligent discussion about your faith to buck you up with prayer and to even entertain you a little bit along the way. The number again, 877-291-0123. Pledge online at relevantradio.com or the mobile app. And when we give right now, bright and early as it is, all everything's matched 100%. That's a good deal. And you know what? We have some great thank you gifts again this time. At the dollar a day level, you'll get Father Peyton's Rosary Prayer Book. It's the most complete prayer book of meditations on the mysteries of the rosary today. Father Peyton gives 230 meditations on the 20 mysteries of the rosary, with each set of five meditations having its own theme. It includes the new luminous mysteries, the rosary prayers, many full-color illustrations. That is yours if you pledge at the dollar-a-day level. So please help us out. The only way Relevant Radio can keep on going is with your prayers and financial support. Call us now. 877-291-0123. Of course, you can pledge online safe and secure and probably a lot quicker, too, at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. But if you don't have access to either of those, there are friendly volunteers standing by to help you. So call now and answer the call. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app at 15 past the hour. It's Tuesday, August 16th, 2022, Tuesday of the 20th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin this day of prayer joining with the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord our mighty God. 
Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God.
Lord, let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me. Lord, Lord let, my, let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me. O Lord, listen to my prayer, and let my cry for help reach you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Turn your ear towards me, and answer me quickly when I call. For my days are vanishing like smoke. My bones burn away like a fire. My heart is withered like the grass. I forget to eat my bread. I cry with all my strength, and my skin clings to my bones. I have become like a pelican in the wilderness, like an owl in desolate places. I lie awake, and I moan like some lonely bird on a roof. All day long my foes revile me. Those who hate me use my name as a curse. The bread I eat is ashes. My drink is mingled with tears. In your anger, Lord, and your fury, you have lifted me up and thrown me down. My days are like a passing shadow, and I wither away like the grass. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, now and, and will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me. Be attentive, Lord, to the prayer of the helpless. Be attentive, Lord, to the prayer of the helpless. But you, O Lord, will endure forever, and your name from age to age. You will arise and have mercy on Zion. For this is the time to have mercy. Yes, the, the time appointed has come, for your servants love her very stones, are moved with pity even for her dust. The nations shall fear the name of the Lord, and all the earth's kings your glory, when the Lord shall build up Zion again and appear in all his glory. Then he will turn to the prayers of the helpless, he will not despise their prayers. Let this be written for ages to come, that a people yet unborn may praise the Lord. For the Lord leaned down from his sanctuary on high. He looked down from heaven to the earth, that he might hear the groans of the prisoners and free those condemned to die. The sons of your servants shall dwell untroubled, and their race shall endure for before you that the name of the Lord may be proclaimed in Zion and his praises in the heart of Jerusalem, when the peoples and kingdoms are gathered together to pay their homage to the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Be attentive, Lord, to the prayer of the helpless. You, O Lord, established the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. You, O Lord, established the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. 
He has broken my strength in mid-course. He has shortened the days of my life. I say to God, Do not take me away before my days are complete, you whose days last from age to age. Long ago you founded the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like clothes that are changed. But you neither change nor have an end. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, you live in the hearts of your saints, and so have built up Zion. May you always show your greatness through their good works. You, O Lord, establish the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Listen, my people, to my teaching. Give ear to the words I speak. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. In the days of Ahaz, king of Judah, son of Jotham, son of Uzziah, Rezan, king of Aram, and Pekah, king of Israel, son of Ramalia, went up to attack Jerusalem, but they were not able to conquer it. When word came to the house of David that Aram was encamped in Ephraim, the heart of the king and the heart of the people trembled as the trees of the forest tremble in the wind. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out and meet Ahaz, you and your son, Sherajashib, at the end of the conduit of the upper pool, on the highway of the fuller's field, and say to him, Take care, you remain tranquil, and do not fear. Let not your courage fail before these two stumps of smoldering brands, the blazing anger of Rezin and of the Arameans and of the son of Remaliah. Because of the mischief that Aram, Ephraim and the son of Remaliah, plots against you, saying, Let us go up and tear Judah asunder. Make it our own by force and appoint the son of Tabail king there. Thus says the Lord, This shall not stand, it will not be. Damascus is the capital of Aram, and Rezin the head of Damascus. Samaria is the capital of Ephraim, and Remaliah's son the head of Samaria. But within sixty years and five, Ephraim shall be crushed no longer a nation. Unless your faith is firm, you shall not be firm. Again the Lord spoke to Ahaz, Ask for a sign from the Lord your God. Let it be deep as the netherworld, or high as the sky. But Ahaz answered, I will not ask, I will not tempt the Lord. Then he said, 
Listen, O house of David, is it not enough for you to weary men? Must you also weary my God? Therefore the Lord himself will give you this sign. The virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and shall name him Emmanuel. He shall be living on curds and honey by the time he learns to reject the bad and choose the good. For before the child learns to reject the bad and choose the good, the land of these two kings, whom you dread, shall be deserted. The Lord shall bring upon you and your people and your father's house days worse than any since Ephraim seceded from Judah. This means the king of Assyria. A virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and, and shall, shall name, name him Emmanuel, for, for God, God is, is with us. us. Do not be afraid, Mary. Behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and, and shall, shall name, name him Emmanuel, for, for God, God is, is with us. A reading from a homily in praise of the Virgin Mother by St. Bernard, Abbot. It was fitting that the Virgin give birth only to God, and it was also fitting that God should be born only of the Virgin. Accordingly, the Creator of mankind, in order that He might become a man by being born of a human being, had to seek out from among all mankind and designate as His mother a woman He knew would be worthy of Him and pleasing to Him. And so He chose a sinless virgin, that He might be born sinless and free of stain. He chose a humble virgin, from whom he might come forth meek and humble of heart, to display a most necessary and salutary model of these virtues for all mankind. Thus he allowed a virgin to conceive, in whom he had earlier inspired a vow of virginity, and required of her the merit of humility. Otherwise, how could the angel afterward pronounce her full of grace, if she had the slightest good quality which did not come from grace? Thus she who was to conceive and bring forth the Holy of Holies, must be sanctified physically. And so she received the gift of virginity. That she might be sanctified spiritually, she received the gift of humility. The Virgin then, adorned like a queen with the jewels of virtue, shone with the glory of body and soul, and seen on high as radiantly beautiful, she so attracted the inhabitants of heaven that she moved the heart of the king with desire for her, and brought down from above the heavenly message. The scripture says, The angel was sent to a virgin. For she was truly virgin in body, virgin in mind, a virgin by her special calling, sanctified as the apostle reminds us in both mind and body. This came about by no unforeseen or accidental occurrence. She was chosen from eternity foreknown and prepared by the Most High for himself, guarded by the angels, prefigured by the patriarchs, and promised by the prophets. The Holy Spirit will come down upon you, Mary, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. This holy child, to be born of you, will be called the Son of God. Here, my daughter, listen and consider this. The king will desire your beauty. This, this holy child, to be born of you, 
will be called the Son of God. God our Father, may we love you in all things and above all things and reach the joy you have prepared for us beyond all our imagining. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Twenty-seven minutes before the hour on Tuesday, August 16th, 2022. Today's Gospel is coming up in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Answer the call. It is the Relevant Radio Summer Pledge Drive for 2022. Answer the call. That always sounds like it could be used for vocations. Well, we've got another call that we want you to answer. We want you to answer the call to help Relevant Radio stay on the air for another three months. Our need is $3 million. Sounds like a lot of dough. It really is. And that's what it takes to keep all of those radio stations and the full network and the full online component of Relevant Radio going on a day-to-day basis. So please help us out. Help us spread the good news of Jesus Christ through Relevant Radio. Call now, 877-291-0123. Friendly volunteers are standing by. Or pledge online at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Answer the call. That's what we're asking you to do this week. It's our Relevant Radio Summer Pledge Drive. Our need by the end of the week, $3 million to keep Relevant Radio going strong. Answer that call to support the station that supports your Catholic faith and supports others' Catholic faith as well. We're on over 200 stations around the country, around the world, online at RelevantRadio.com and the mobile app. Great things happen when folks get to listen to Relevant Radio. You've heard those Miracle Moment stories. You'll hear many more throughout the course of the week. Let's make some more right now with your pledge in any amount. And every amount gets matched 100%. It's a partnership challenge hour here, even bright and early as it is. Before we head back to daybreak, can you head to the phone at 877-291-0123 or head over to the website at RelevantRadio.com or make that donation on the Relevant Radio mobile app. Great ways to get a hold of Relevant Radio to make a huge difference, to help us to continue to get your day started with prayer on daybreak, to inspire you, inform you, entertain you all day long. We'd love to work with you to spread the faith, the good news of Jesus Christ and His Church. Won't you do your very best through Relevant Radio to answer the call? It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday of the 20th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible. The Lord tells us that having a lot of stuff can be an obstacle to holiness. It's from the 19th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I say to you, It will be hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished. Who then can be saved? With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Then Peter said in reply, 
Lo, we have left everything and followed you. What then shall we have? Truly I say to you, in the new world, when the Son of Man shall sit on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. But many that are first will be last and the last first. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, when you stop to consider it, none of us really owns any of our material goods. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. A Christian who lives in the midst of the world should never forget that the goods of this earth are in fact goods that should serve to benefit one's family and society as a whole. We Christians must sanctify ourselves by the way in which we put these goods to use. There is nothing further from the spirit of true poverty than to view the world and its riches with suspicion or contempt. God looks with favor on authentic progress and material development. We all have to struggle against poverty, misery, and every kind of situation that degrades human dignity. The poverty of a normal Christian is not a matter of exterior appearance. Christian poverty has to do with something deeper, with the orientation of the human heart. It has to do with being humble before God, recognizing one's total dependence on Him. This kind of poverty is shown in a faith proved by works. If someone has this virtue and is blessed with material wealth, then that person's Christian response will be one of detachment and charity. The person who lacks material wealth is not justified in the sight of God for that reason alone. The poor person has to struggle to acquire the virtues necessary to live poverty in a Christian way. A poor person can certainly act with generosity. The poor person, too, has to be detached from what little he possesses. Jesus was always very close to the poor, the sick, and whoever was in need. Yet among those drawn to his person, there seems to have been a number of wealthy people. For example, the women who took care of the material needs of the Master and his apostles must have been fairly well-to-do. A few of the apostles, like Matthew and the sons of Zebedee, were men of some means. Joseph of Arimathea was a man of substance who was specifically identified as one of Christ's disciples. It was he and Nicodemus who had the privilege of taking down the body of our Lord from the cross. Joseph gave Christ his tomb, and Nicodemus contributed, we are told, a mixture of myrrh and aloes weighing about 100 pounds. The family of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus was probably of considerable social standing since we know that many Jews went to mourn the death of Lazarus. Christ asked the rich tax collector Zacchaeus if he could stay in his home and later accepted him as a disciple. The very cloak that Jesus wore was valuable, as shown by the fact that it was woven from top to bottom without seam. Earthly goods are not bad. 
but they are debased when man sets them up as idols, when he adores them. They are ennobled when they are converted into instruments for good, for just and charitable Christian undertakings. We cannot seek after material goods as if they were a treasure. Our treasure is Christ, and all our love and desire must be centered on Him. He is the truth that defines our life and above which there is no other. We need to imitate Him according to our personal circumstances. We can never assume that we are thoroughly detached, since it is the nature of every man and every woman to create personal idols, to have unnecessary needs, to spend more than is really necessary, to give in to one's whims. As the Second Vatican Council teaches us, man should regard the external things that he legitimately possesses not only as his own but also as common in the sense that they should be able to benefit not only him but also others. We should examine how detached we are from material things and ask ourselves whether we have our hearts utterly set upon the Lord. This involves both things of the moment and things of lesser consequence, since one clear sign of detachment is genuinely not to consider anything as one's own. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. 18 before the hour, we pray now with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
I will sing to you, O Lord. I will learn from you the way of perfection. I will, I will sing, sing to you, you O Lord. Lord. I will, I will learn, learn from you the way, way of perfection. perfection. My song is of mercy and justice. I sing to you, O Lord. I will walk in the way of perfection. Oh, when, Lord, will you come? I will walk with blameless heart within my house. I will not set before my eyes whatever is base. I will hate the ways of the crooked. They shall not be my friends. The false-hearted must keep far away. The wicked I disown. The man who slanders his neighbor in secret, I will bring to silence. The man of proud looks and haughty heart, I will never endure. I look to the faithful in the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in the way of perfection shall be my friend. No man who practices deceit shall live within my house. No man who utters lies shall stand before my eyes. Morning by morning, I will silence all the wicked in the land, uprooting from the city of the Lord all who do evil. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. So that your people may walk in innocence, you came to us, Lord Jesus, and told us to be holy, as your Father is holy. Help your children to love what is truly perfect, so that we may neither speak what is evil nor do what is wrong. Let us stand in your sight and celebrate with you the Father's love and justice. I will, I will sing, sing to you, you O Lord. Lord. I will, I will learn, learn from you the way, the way of perfection. perfection. Lord, do not withhold your compassion from us. Lord, do not withhold your compassion from us. Blessed are you, and praiseworthy, O Lord, the God of our fathers, and glorious forever is your name. For you are just in all you have done. All your deeds are faultless, all your ways right, and all your judgments proper. For we have sinned and transgressed by departing from you, and we have done every kind of evil. For your name's sake, do not deliver us up forever, or make void your covenant. Do not take away your mercy from us, for the sake of Abraham, your beloved, Isaac, your servant, and Israel, your Holy One, to whom you promise to multiply their offspring like the stars of heaven or the sand on the shore of the sea. For we are reduced, O Lord, beyond any other nation, brought low everywhere in the world this day. 
because of our sins. We have in our day no prince, prophet, or leader, no holocaust, sacrifice, oblation, or incense, no place to offer first fruits to find favor with you. But with contrite heart and humble spirit, let us be received, as though it were holocausts of rams and bullocks, or thousands of fat lambs. So let our sacrifice be in your presence today as we follow you unreservedly. For those who trust in you cannot be put to shame. And now we follow you with our whole heart. We fear you, and we pray to you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord, do not withhold your compassion from us. O God, I will sing to you a new song. O God, I will sing to you a new song. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my arms for battle, who prepares my hands for war. He is my love, my fortress. He is my stronghold, my savior, my shield, my place of refuge. He brings people under my rule. Lord, what is man that you care for him? Mortal man that you keep him in mind. Man who is merely a breath, whose life fades like a passing shadow. Lower your heavens and come down. Touch the mountains. Breathe them in smoke. Flash your lightnings. Rout the foe. Shoot your arrows and put them to flight. Reach down from heaven and save me. Draw me out of the mighty waters, from the hands of alien foes whose mouths are filled with lies, whose hands are raised in perjury. To you, O God, will I sing a new song. I will play on the ten-stringed harp to you who give kings their victory, who set David, your servant, free. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord, God of strength, you gave your Son victory over death. Direct your church's fight against evil in the world. Clothe us with the weapons of light and unite us under the one banner of love that we may receive our eternal reward after the battle of earthly life. O God, I will will sing sing to you a new song. A reading from Isaiah. All you who are thirsty, come to the water. You who have no money, come. Receive grain and eat. Come without paying and without cost. Drink wine and milk 
the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Lord, listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Lord, Lord, listen listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Dawn finds me watching, crying out for you. All my my trust trust is in your promise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, Lord, listen listen to to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Lord, save us from the hands of all who hate us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, Save us from the hands of all who hate us. To the God who gives us the joy of praising him this morning and who strengthens our hope, let us pray. Hear us, O Lord, for the glory of your name. Hear Hear us, O Lord, for the the glory of your name. We thank you, God and Father of Jesus, our Savior, For the knowledge and immortality you have given us through him. Hear Hear us, O Lord, for the the glory of your name. Make us humble of heart. Help us to serve one another out of reverence for Christ. Hear Hear us, O Lord, for the glory of your name. Pour out your Spirit on us, your servants. Make us sincere in our love for each other. Hear Hear us, O Lord, for the glory of your name. You instructed man to labor and to exercise dominion over the earth. May our work honor you and sanctify our brothers and sisters. Hear Hear us, O Lord, for the glory of your name. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but to deliver us from evil. Increase in us, Lord, the faith you have given us, and bring to a harvest worthy of heaven the praise we offer you at the beginning of this new day. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. RelevantRadio.com or the Relevant Radio app or 877-291-0123. Pledge now, please, and answer the call. Morning Air next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. You go out now and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.